Welcome back to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. Everyone, we have a great episode today. Uh, it is a follow-up from a previous episode with Ray Dawson, who is our CCRC expert. CCRC, by the way, is a continuous care retirement community. Uh, she helps educate us around those. Today, we're talking about the basics about a CCRC in retirement, and this is part two. Uh, she's got great information on uh, the cost, the wait list that you've all heard about, the age of entry, and at the end of the day, how do I even decide which one to go into? And as we say always, if you're listening to this and you think, man, that's some great information, I'd like to be able to have that in written format, you can go to our website, pomwealth.net, go to the blog page, and uh, it's all there in writing. Also, if you say, hey, I would really like to know how this applies to me, how, can I have a conversation? And the answer is yes. Just go to the website, top right-hand corner, click on Schedule Call, our calendar comes up. You can schedule a, a phone call with us. We'll be able to get a little bit of understanding of what you're looking for and maybe can give you some guidance, maybe answer your questions. So make sure you do that if you do have any questions. But before we get into this episode, we have a very quick disclosure. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. Welcome everyone to Secure Your Retirement Podcast. We are excited today to continue a conversation that we get asked about so much, and that is continuous care retirement communities. And we have brought back uh, one of the uh, consultant experts that we have in the area, Ray Dawson. In fact, uh, we had Ray on you know, episode 236, which we kind of started down this path of the basics of uh, what, are, what are called CCRCs, Continuing Care Retirement Communities. And we had so much as we were talking to Ray that we wanted to talk about that we said, hey, will you come back and continue the conversation? So we're calling this part two. So thank you very much, Ray, for coming on and chatting with us again today. You're welcome. Glad to be here. So just to kind of let everybody know the agenda for the conversation today is we're going to talk about in particularly the the cost of CCRCs and we're kind of focusing this one on the the Raleigh Triangle area. So uh, we're just using this as an example. We're going to talk a little bit about wait list, how long it takes to to, to get into one of these, uh, what age should I move uh, into one of these locations, and then uh, how should I decide any of these things. So these are great great questions and topics. So thank you, Ray, for putting that together. You're welcome. Should I get started? Yeah. So the the last the last episode we did with Ray, by the way, is a little bit more understanding the types of CCRCs and everything like that. If you're a visual person, by the way, today, uh, Ray does have a slideshow presentation. So you can hop over to YouTube and look at some of the visuals that she has. But uh, if you're listening on the podcast, we're going to make it nice and smooth for you too. The first topic, right? Let's jump into it. Triangle area CCRC costs. Right. All right. Let's get to it. So 
costs for all CCRCs, regardless of whether they're in the triangle or elsewhere, are basically driven by the type of contract. And last week we talked about uh, contract types and the location of the community. So if you're in a popular uh, real estate area like the triangle has become, costs are gonna be more than they might be in more rural areas of North Carolina, for example. So there are two things to consider when you're thinking about the costs of a CCRC. One is if you're talking about a traditional CCRC, there's a buy-in. And the second is there's a monthly fee. And so the buy-in and monthly fees that I have listed and I'm gonna talk about today are primarily for traditional CCRCs. Last week I talked about, I also covered rental CCRCs Rental CCRCs don't have buy-ins uh, and their monthly fees are much higher than a traditional. So um, the, the costs of a CCRC are typically broken into two different kinds, one for a single occupant of a residence and the second for um, a double occupancy. And that can be roommates, it can be spouses, it can be siblings, uh, it, it can be um, whatever, but they are typically there are typically no more than two people who would occupy a residence. So buy-in ranges in the triangle range anywhere from sixty thousand dollars, and that's a one-time cost for a studio. And there's only one community in the triangle that I'm aware of that has a studio size unit, and that's Crowsdale Village. Um, all the way up to nine hundred and ninety thousand dollars for a cottage. Once again, remember that these prices are driven by contract type. So that $990,000 cottage is for a, an extensive contract. And those uh, types of communities are more expensive upfront because you're prepaying for your higher levels of care over time. Um, for double occupancy, the ranges are from 140,000. The reason it jumps up so much is because most communities won't let a, two people occupy a studio. So they, those are for a one bedroom and a cottage for a two, for two people might, uh, the buy-in might be as high as a million 65,000. So, so can I, I'm sorry, before you go to these sure. buy-ins in this kind of range here, are those buy-ins I know that with some communities, there's like an A-B option, but are these like a, a, a version where that if when I pass away that that my heirs will get this money back or is this just I've, I'm paying this money in and then it's gone? Not Thank gone, you. but it's there for the rest of my you know life. Thank you for that question. Um, the On the low end, they are... Th fully amortized. So when you when you leave the community, if you stay more than 50 months in most cases, your money is amortized to zero. Um, the particular community that I grabbed for the, the um, higher end is a community where 100% of your buy-in goes back to your estate. So those that's another reason why those dollar amounts tend to be on the higher end, because that community is giving you your money back at, when you leave. Okay. However, okay. good to know. And also just another quick question. I think studio is pretty understandable. That's really no room. It's kind of all in one big square box, right. a one bedroom. Understandable. What is a cottage? Is that a couple rooms? Is that, uh, go ahead. Yes. So, so, um, there are, when I use the term, and I, I use it sort of generically, I'm using a cottage to mean a standalone, what would um, in most neighborhoods be considered a single family home. Um, 
all communities have have apart all traditional have apartments and um, standalone homes. They might also have uh, duplexes or triplexes, and and they will refer to them as different things. So I'm using the more generic term of a cottage being a stand like a single family home. And it would be, and, and one of the things to mention too, is that price is driven by square footage. So these are the largest the examples I'm giving because I'm trying to give you a range from lowest to highest, um, might be these cottages might be 3000 square feet, for example, whereas mm -hmm. the studio might be 600 square feet. So another piece of information about costs is that price is typically, although not all, always, but it's typically driven by square foot. So if you think, oh my goodness, I can't afford a million dollars, then think about getting a smaller footprint. And, and that's not a bad thing to think about when you move to a CCRC, because there are so many activities that you'll want to take take advantage of that take place in the common area that you're not going to be hopefully spending a lot of time in your apartment or cottage all by yourself. So you don't need as much square footage as you might when you live in a single family home where you have to drive your car to go to the movies, for example, or to go play bridge with your friends or to have dinner. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. All right. So now let's go ahead and start talking a little bit about our monthly cost. Okay. So remember that these, these uh, fees are for a traditional CCRC. So for a single person, a studio might be as little as $2,150 a month whereas a cottage could run as high as $8,000 a month. Um, for a double occupancy, a one bedroom at, might run as high as 45, or as low as 4580, and as high as 9840. Um, one thing I should mention is included in these costs are um, all of, in, in most cases, and be aware that comparing CCRCs uh, on prices is very difficult because some include meal plans, some include housekeeping, some don't. So I'm, these are general terms. Um, so what's included is typically some meals, clearly your, your home, your residence. Cable TV is usually included. Most utilities, if not all, um, transportation to and from your doctor's office. They often have on-site transportation. You'll have um, access to a gym, a pool, um, sometimes personal trainers, those kinds of things. So, so this is not comparable to your current house payment. It includes more than your current house payment. Okay. That, that's a good clarification because I was going to ask that. If I'm going to pay 140000 to a million bucks just to buy in, which is the cost of a house in itself, and then I'm also going to pay rent on top of that. What all is coming with that? So thanks for sharing that. Right, right. Good. 
So one question I get asked a lot is, how, how will I know if I will qualify? You know, is there a rule of thumb for whether I should know, I, whether I know if I should even pursue this, this path? And so a rule of thumb for people to keep in mind is that your monthly fee should be no greater than two times your monthly income. And the entrance fee should be no greater than you should have, I'm sorry, you should have in, uh, in assets three times the, the entrance fee and your monthly income should be two times the, the monthly fee. So if I'm moving into the $2,150 studio, my monthly income should be $5,000 to support that. that. That's a general rule of thumb that says the CCRC, and this applies to traditional CCRCs, the, the traditional CCRC ought to allow me to move in, feel comfortable with me moving in. Excellent. Thank you for bringing that up. That's a, that's a great thing to know. Okay, so that this kind of gave us a nice overview of the cost. Let's look at our next point here, which is kind of like, okay, I want to do this. Now, how long do I have to wait? That's right. How, wait list. You've heard about these, I'm sure. They can be long. There is no doubt about that. So four to 15 years is not uncommon. Um, you might be able to enter a community more quickly if you're flexible in your requirements. So what that means is, you know, I really want a two-bedroom apartment with a den. I like that, that floor plan, but maybe the community doesn't offer a lot of those. And so you'd have a, a an easier time getting in if you'd be willing to take a two-bedroom apartment, for example. So you have to be flexible if, if you don't get on the, if you don't want to experience those long wait lists. I hate to interrupt you here on that one, but on the being flexible, is there a scenario where I really want this other plan, but I say, Hey, I'll take another, I'll, I'll take this one. That's not exactly what I want. Can I still stay on the wait list for that other one? Even after I move in and go, Hey, can I go get that one later? Is there, have you ever heard of such of that? Oh yeah. Oh yes. I've heard of it. It varies by community and in general, most communities discourage that. Okay. They, they um, what what they not all, but what what they will allow you to do often without too much hassle is let's say you're in a very large residence, one of those cottages with three thousand square feet, and there were two of you, and one spouse dies, and the remaining spouse says, "I really don't want to live at the end of the community all by myself, where I have to drive my car all the time to get to the clubhouse." Uh, I'd like to be in the main building. So I'd like to move to a smaller footprint. For something like that, many communities will allow you to move, but um, they really don't want you playing the game, shall we say, of okay. I'll take the two bedroom and moving into the two bed, you know, and moving later. Okay. Um, the other thing I, I always tell people is don't put all your eggs in one basket. Um, you, you need, it's best to place your name at multi, uh, on a wait list at multiple communities. And that way, if something should happen in the future, let's say you receive a serious diagnosis that might, uh, if you wait too much longer, might prohibit you from being able to enter a CCRC, then um, you'll have options. You might have, because they don't all have the exact same wait list. Um, and so you might find one that has exactly the floor plan you want when you're ready. So and, uh, just a quick question on wait list. I, I assume there's a bit of a, 
a pre-application process that shows that you you do have at least the basic financials, maybe not you know a very uh, deep uh, dive into your financials, but understanding that maybe there's a application fee as well or something like that to hold your spot. Yes, Mars, did you read? Are you looking at my slides? Oh, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yes, waitlist fees. All communities will have an application fee, and the application fee typically runs three hundred dollars, and it's non-refundable. Some community it might be two fifty, but three hundred's average. And and with that application fee, and when you sign up for the waitlist, the community is going to ask you some general information about your financial and health situation. They're not going to ask for all of your um, financial statements. When you move from the waitlist to the ready list, they will. But at, when you move on the waitlist, they will simply ask for in general what your financial state situation is. Um, and the reason that they do that is because they don't want you, in case you don't, in case you do put all your eggs in one basket, uh, they don't want you thinking that you're going to be able to qualify for this community and five years from now find out that you cannot. And then that, that happens to people. So so they, they'll run an assessment of, about your financial situation before they'll accept you onto the wait list. Most communities also have a $1,000 to $5,000 waitlist fee, and that fee is refundable should you choose not to move to that community. And if you move to that community, that fee will be applied to your buy-in. Excellent. All right, great. So I think our next agenda item is to talk about age, like what, how old should I be, but uh, typically, I guess, uh, to 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 look at these types of places. Right. And and this this particular topic is is leading into the next topic which is how do I make my decision? So one of the one of the ways you make your decision is by am I old enough? Am I too old? Am I too young? And so um, most communities the typical age upon entry is 75 right now. Now, in the past, it used to be a little older than that, but there's such competition for communities and CCRC residences right now that people are, are tending to move in a little earlier. I think also um, the communities have a lot of activities and um, amenities that, uh, that appeal to a younger senior citizen. So a typical age is 75 the um, the age of the community, average age of the community might be higher. It might be 80 to 85, for example, because what you find is people that live in CCRCs tend to live longer than the average, um, uh, the average American. And so it's not unusual to find people in their late 90s to hundreds living in the community. Um, you must, another thing to keep in mind is that in most cases, you must be healthy to move into the community. And depending upon the contract type, the community may want you to be healthy for three years, for example, upon move in. Uh, others might only, they don't require it, but, but encourage it six months to a year, for example. And this has to do with their financial model and how long they need you to live independently for them to be in case you are in a community where you're prepaying for your higher levels of care. So, so if you wait too long to move in, you may lose your health and you might lose the ability to move into that community altogether. And so that's one of the disadvantages of waiting too long. The other thing is um, 
the, one of one of the major reasons for moving to a CCRC is not only will you have someone to take care of your your higher levels of care when you need them, but you also want to integrate into the community and take advantage of all the features and amenities that the community has to offer. And so if you wait until your health isn't good or you're, you're very old, then you don't have an opportunity to enjoy all that and you don't have an opportunity to make those friends and relationships before you really need them. And we all need our friends as we get older. All right, so we're moving on to the next topic now, and uh, this one is, all right, because you, you already set us up for this, how should I decide That's right. what I'm, what I'm going to do? That's right. So I, I, I've decided I want to move to a CCRC. How do I decide which community is right for me? And so when you begin to think about this, you, you might, there, these are some things that you might think about because these items that I have listed um, on the slide are those that, that have to do with, do, will I need higher levels of care sooner rather than later? So your family health history, do your, do your relatives live easily into their late 90s? If so, you might not want to prepay for a, an extensive stay in higher levels of care. Do you have long-term care insurance? It it doesn't it won't dictate which contract type you might choose, but it could help it help pay for a more expensive higher level of care because you do have long-term care insurance. Location is a really important one. Um, you know, if you if all of your friends are in the triangle, you may not want to move to Charlotte, for example, uh, into a CCRC because you're going to be leaving your friends behind. And so location is important. Clearly cost is important, but I will tell you that um, lo location and cost, location is an important consideration. Cost is a difficult one because it's very difficult to compare different contract types and even different communities unless, unless you create a pretty extensive Excel spreadsheet, for example, or model. But I, I myself think that the most important criteria in trying, after you've you know, looked at your family, you know, where, which contract type might I be able to afford, um, as you're visiting communities, you want to look at the culture of the community. Are, are these my people? And people who, who take my class at Ollie at Duke tell me that when they start the class, they think, if I've seen one CCRC, I've seen them all. And as we go through the class and we visit different CCRCs, they realize that's not true at all. Each community has a different culture. And so you, you need to visit multiple communities and find one that has that fits your and which you feel comfortable. Well, Ray, thanks. This has been this has been great. I think this the 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 previous episode was more technical about understanding. You got to understand these things about CCRCs before you can even start to decide and think about it. But today was really around, I think, you know, the things that everyone is thinking about. How much is it going to cost? What's the wait list look like? How old should I be when I do this? And then obviously, how do I decide? So I think I really enjoyed this episode today. So thanks for hopping on with us again. If you could, if someone is interested in talking to you and starting this conversation with you, uh, could you share the best way for them to get in touch with you? Yes. The best way to reach me is through my email address, and that's ray, R-A-E, 01, Dawson, at gmail.com. 
Well, again, thank you so much, Ray. You uh, shared a lot of great stuff with us. We appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, everyone. That wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.